Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This, okay. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels and I am here with Scott Williams of Sydney, Australia. And we're going to talk a little bit about his book called Brainchild. Hey, how are you? Very well, thank you. Been a busy day, so. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, my day's only started, but I just had an hour long walk because it's all the only time we're supposed to get out of the house is for essential, like buying essential things, or we can exercise. So, yeah, I just went for an hour walk just to get out of the place. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, what do you need to happen to finish your book? I need to know what what final form it's, it's going to take. It was originally envisaged as one book. Um, it was actually envisaged as a totally different book, and it it more I had a I have a had a quite a strong plan I thought, but as I went along I found that it was actually supposed to be a, a history of education, okay. and I found that was very limiting. So um, I've um been like a, a about i think it was about late last year i st- originally started it in june last year mm-hmm. and towards the end of last year i realized that the further along i got the more i was really was morphing into what it's become okay so at a certain point i stopped and then went back to my original chapters and rewrote a lot of it except that the introduction is a first draft because i it was totally the original first the original um introduction was totally different because it was i about i always tell people write the introduction at the end because yeah. then you know what you're introducing you know that's true i think i think for me and also we saw the the cover concept that was i mean i'm like well, i'm a teacher now i used to be a graphic artist in like that kind of thing so that's my uh, that helped me visualize what I wanted to do. So to me, even though it probably will never have that cover, that coming up with that concept just um, helped me visualize what I was doing. Got it. And it gave me the sort of feel for, you know, the, the, what I wanted to hit, the, the the tone I wanted to hit, that kind of thing. So it's almost like a bit of a touchstone thing. So yeah, I'm. I think potentially if it actually sees the light of day in a like in a traditionally published way it won't have that cover it may have that cover if i self-publish okay what is um for you the fascination with the topic it's just um it really is an amalgamation of everything i've ever been interested in and which is why it morphed into what it was originally it was very narrow focused in, in education and I, as, I, as I found that limiting whereas this I can I mean I'm interested in ancient history I'm interested in all these big ideas I I'm interested in the way that you know things have iterated to now like there's a 
like I think I say in the introduction, there's a DNA you know, from the very first stone tool through to rockets. They all share the same intellectual property kind of DNA. And I like being able to track that. I find that's it's and it's it think it's worthwhile for people to understand that and that well the other thing is the, the positive aspect of it that um the things have gotten better and i think some people people lose track of the fact that uh, you know the world has changed for the better even though there were a lot of people that they they get sidetracked by the news and they see all the doom and gloom which is what we get fed by the uh, the companies that want us to, to sort of watch more and more news and when in fact a lot of those things that are actually going well in the world and this objectively the world is a better place right it's just, I, I, I would agree with you yeah. i would agree with you you know a hundred percent so anyway yeah. okay so it's, All it's right. a combination of things it's, it's this seeing the world we the humans have made gradual evolutionary change as to what we do and how we've done it that is getting has made our lives demonstrably better the world is getting better and i think like i said it's uh, people have lost track of that i think i mean i don't think my little effort's going to change the world but it's my uh, little tiny bit <laughs> okay all right well at any rate i i i think it's i i really enjoyed it i'm not into history but i kind of like the idea of um, the big idea. And you could have knocked me over with a feather when you said Gutenberg didn't invent the first pr printing press just in the introduction. You know, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I learned that way back in journalism school in college, you know. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's like, like I, I, you see in the, in the, like, when you read about Mesopotamia, the Mesopotamian cylinder seals are basically a form of printing on what they used for paper, which was clay. So, so it was, and it's actually a similar to um, intaglio printing. So I'm not, 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 not to like, I don't get into the weeds on that, but actually what, when I said I was a graphic artist, I worked, I had my own printing company and I used to do the graphic arts for that. So I'm into printing. <laughs> So, so how have you, well, that makes sense as a graphic artist. So how have you decided like what makes the book and what gets scrapped from the book? Interest, personal interest and things that I think readers will be interested in. And, but then there are sometimes there are things that can't be ignored. Like I will look at a friend, what, what I basically do, and I don't, I don't follow every thread through all the time. So I say, for instance, the next chapter is about um, animals. And in fact, animals, a lot of the stuff that we do is evolutionary and we've we've inherited the, some of these things from animals, forms of communication and tool use and, and that kind of stuff, which is you, you, don't, you don't think of. And um, so I will look at that chapter, look at the things that are pertinent in, in, in with animals the next chapter after that is sort of early humans and that kind of stuff and i'll look at the things like language and things that are pertinent in there then we move on to the, to say mesopotamia where they invented writing so writing's a big deal um a lot of religion starts there although it starts earlier but it's that's written language starts there so we know a lot more about it right right did so, you know did you know that in the u.s 
1915, they almost closed down the U.S. Patent Office because they said anything worthwhile has already been invented. Yes. Yes. That's that's so hilarious, you know. It is, but that's how people think. Even now, people don't envisage what we will and won't be able to do. And I think, you know, I just think, like, I, I think that all this stuff, like, with it, big humanity's big ideas are what are going to sort of sort of save us and move us forward. I mean, we can't sit there and relying on it, but I think when we when we're up against the wall, we come up with an answer based right. on things that have happened before. Necessity is the mother of invention. Absolutely. You know, right. So good, good. All right. So, are you saying you need help with formatting? In what sense do you mean formatting? Well, that's what was my next question. <laughs> well, see, I, I think you know? for me, formatting from from my background, formatting is is actually setting up the print <laughs> and making okay. it look pretty. Okay, all right, that's that's what a graphic designer would do. That's yeah. not what I would yeah. do. You know. No, so no. you're talking more about structure. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I, I think so, with 72,000 words, and do you feel like you're done or not? No. Okay. I, I've only got to, I've only hit the, just turned over. In fact, I haven't written my chapter. I've written a chapter about um, political revolutions, but so it's the American Revolution and the French Revolution. I haven't even really, I've started that yet. And that's, so I'm, I'm 250 years away from the okay. end. And in fact, the idea is to write a, a, a final chapter other than a time so a final chapter being you know thoughts about the future so i i would say if i if i finished and, and bearing in mind things because there's more now more educated people and there's more things happening more things have happened in the last 250 years and happened in all of history before that well i so was just gonna I, I was just gonna say that i was remembering that like I remember 20 years ago listening to something on NPR and them talking about our knowledge base, like just the amount of knowledge that we have in the yeah. world, you know, doubles every, I think at that point it was like every 14 months and within 10 years that would be cut in half. Well, now 20 years have passed since then, yeah. you know, so it's like there's Absolutely. just more and more and more. So what that means for the book is, I, I've probably finished, I mean, without, obviously I have to tidy it up, but I've probably finished a first um, edition, like a first part one, and then I could start up, you know, at the, you know, turn of the 19th century, a next sec the next book, and that'd be another 72,000 words or something. Right. That, when but that's if I did it like that. Now, I've... Talking to you yesterday online, where you mentioned that you know it could be like you know maybe three books. I then right. I thought about that, and then I, I was looking at word counts for. There aren't many books that are quite. It's hard to find the exact genre I'm in, because it's history, but it's also humour. And there's a few right. people who write it. There's a guy called uh, Greg Jenner. He writes it. He's written a book called um, Dead Famous, which was about the history of um, of celebrity. And then there's a guy called Mark Forsyth who's written a book called A Brief History of Drunkenness. Which is... <laughs> um, now, and another of uh, Mark Forsyth's books was that his book was about 50,000 words. 
uh, and another one of his books was 50,000 words. The Greg Jenner book I was talking about was about 90,000 words. Okay. But I'm not going to finish at 90,000 words if I finish everything. I will I, if, if I do it properly, I'd end up, I'd probably run another 70,000 words. Well, I was thinking like the Industrial Revolution started, what, around the 1820s, 1830s? Yeah. I have a chapter on the Industrial Revolution, but there's more than one Industrial Revolution. Well, I'm sure there is, but I'm well, just saying one now. if you're if you're if you're looking for like where would be a dividing point between volume one and volume two, that might be like a natural stopping point. That's that's the good question. I mean, I get to the probably I get to the end of the Enlightenment, which it just comes before the Industrial Revolution at about 60,000 words. When you say the Enlightenment, what are you referring to? That's um, uh, post-Renaissance and there's a scientific revolution where you get people who are sort of starting to realise that alchemy is rubbish and, in fact, there's ways of scientifically describing the world. Then directly after that, there's an, there's an entire about 100 years of philosophy that sort of rivals the sort of ancient Greece, sort of the Plato and all that. So you got in, in, in the Enlightenment, you've got Descartes and um, who else is there? Lots of people. So sort of philosophical. It's philosophical, but it also spiritual. changes. It's humanistic. It starts, it starts, it's starting start to stop thinking about religion and starting to realise that humanity, you know, has values that, you know, transcend religion. Well, I know I helped a gentleman with a book last year um, that was about um, the history of um, class action lawsuits, you know, and yeah. it, it starts like way back in, you know, like the Normans in, you know, like oh, 1000 or 1100. AD in Great Britain and everything and goes through, you know, all these different examples. And of course, what his company does is they handle the administration of big class action lawsuits. So let's say a judge orders so many millions of dollars to be paid out to hundreds of people, you know, his firm gets, takes the money and divvies it, you know, administers yep. and divvies it all out. So at any rate, so it's kind of a fit for his for his business. But it was like I learned some things. It was really fascinating, you know, um, mm. the things that I learned about, you know, how it progressed through the decades, through the centuries. And I would say about half the book was before 1900 and the other half went up to about like the 1970s. You know, mm. and then that was it. We're in like the modern era of that, you know. And, you know, when I said you could keep writing about this, you know, the rest of your life. Um, it's like, you know, you said you started with this category of education. Right. And you found yeah. it too limiting. Right. And I was thinking, you know, there could be books on how certain cultures evolved. You know, yeah. I always find I always find that fascinating, 
you know. I mean, the one reason I've got I've worked the term, and I guess it's problematic because checkered is spelt in the British way, but um, the somewhat checkered history. I've always figured that could be like a like a branding, you know, the somewhat checkered history of whatever, whatever you wanted to throw in there. One thing I was banding about as an idea after this is all finished is bad ideas, ideas, ideas that um, like mind Kampf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bad ideas. I think that could be really funny, you know, yeah. the bad ideas. So I'm I'm thinking that like there's there's definitely got legs. I just think it's a matter of getting out there, getting it getting A, getting this finished, getting it shaped the way it should be shaped. I, I definitely like for instance, like I said to you yesterday online, um, if I was gonna do indie publishing, it's better for me to break it up into smaller chunks, like maybe forty thousand word chunks or something. And you know, have more books because the series. I'm looking into all that kind of marketing of series online. It's that seems to be the way to go. If it's that's how I how, how I have to head, then that would be it. But that's not my ideal. My ideal is to to you know be traditionally published and and how I would get to go about that. So it's like I guess I guess what I'm looking for is firstly shaping it into what it needs to be to be traditionally published. What format, you know, what 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 they what publishers are looking for, how they're um, how it should be presented to them in a way that it makes it uh, sort of desirable. I'm actually just as an aside, I have an acquaintance. He's actually a good friend of my partner, and um, he's uh, he's actually got a it's quite a popular book. It's made him a few hundred thousand dollars. It's a book called uh, Gert G I R T. And it's um, I didn't get the idea from him, but he's actually it's it's a, it's quite popular in Australia. It's actually internationally known, but it's a, it's a, actually it's a like a kind of smart ass history of Australia. So he's making these kind of asides and that kind of thing as well. Um, mine's a little bit more I don't know. I I quite I I'm, I I've sort of read his book. It's good. But it's not sort of, even though it's sort of, in sim, you know, potentially a similar genre to mine. It's not like um, I, I felt like if I did it, it would be different. It would definitely be different because he hasn't got all the pictures and things. I don't know whether that's a, as that's another thing. I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. I have. That's how I've headed. I started off just putting little pictures in occasionally, and then it started started to become a style, and I started to do that. And I went, well, you know, that would that would be a point of difference. It would be. It would, but definitely offsets because there there are times when I thought, and you probably have wouldn't have seen it yet, obviously, because you only read the introduction, where things it's hard to throw a joke in certain places, yeah, because to get people sure. to keep on going, some things aren't just aren't funny, right? <laughs> um, but, right. but you have to relate it. So that's where I might racism and lynchings are not very funny, you know. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. So a couple thoughts that are popping into my brain. All right. Um, in the States, we have a book that comes out every couple of years. It's called The Literary Marketplace. Do you have something mm. similar to that in Australia? Not that or I'm aware of, but there may be. I'm, okay. I'm, not, so, I'm not really, you know, I've only been seriously writing, like, I mean, I've wanted to write for a long time. I, st I started a novel back in the 90s. I actually used to work with um, a critique group in the States in the very early days of the internet. <laughs> Um, and I was did some courses through there and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, well, but, you might yeah. want to see if there is, in fact, you could, you could post it in my group and say, uh, does anybody know if there's an Australian version of the literary marketplace? Um, mm -hmm. Because what it is, is it's really just a listing of publishers and yeah. what their genres well, are, yeah. you know? Um, that that would be something that would be worthwhile. Also, in the U.S., um, up until the pandemic, uh, for many, many years, we had a massive trade show in the United States called Book Expo America. And it was a trade show where um, buyers for different bookstores would go to, you know, um, decide what books they're going to buy for the last quarter of the year, which of course is the Christmas shopping season, you know, yeah. and you could ostensibly uh, walk up to a publisher with your book proposal and say, gee, you know, I mean, and what you got to do is you got to target them. You got to find out like which ones publish books that have to do with history, right? You don't want to go to one that publishes romance novels or something, you know, right. um, but you can literally go up to a publisher who are usually these shadowy characters that you never can meet and say, gee, I have a book that I've written and it's my passion. And I think it's something that would be great for uh, for your publishing house, you know, mm -hmm. and open a conversation with them. So see what kind of like expos and big conferences there are in the book industry down under. There's probably not many big ones. It'd be a very small market and a very closed kind of thing. I, I think, and I, I don't know, I don't know, for instance, the, the guy I was talking about who, I mean, he's, like I said, he's actually written a second book. He was, um, so he's made a bit of money out of it. I mean, and he's, um, like, it's becoming, it became a job for him. But he was, he'd written something like a, a, a I think a, an article in some magazine. I don't know how he, how he got there. And some, they, they, someone saw it because it kind of got discovered, whereas I don't have those kind of, like, um, connections. So, I mean, he didn't yeah, just you, query Yeah, but you create them. you like, nobody, yeah. nobody is born with those connections. It's like you create them. And, you know, that's, that's how books make the bestseller lists is they get articles and blogs, articles and magazines, appearances on podcasts, and, you know, yeah. all that kind of but you got to be Should willing to do it, yeah. and it takes time, you know. Yeah. Oh. So. Well, I mean, I've, um, for instance, one of the things I was considering doing is uh, sort of starting a YouTube channel for that kind of thing. I mean, it's probably a clogged market, but one of the things I have read about is how um, publishers like it if you've got uh, like a bit of a rusted on following. So if you can say, oh, oh yes, yeah. I have you, channel, and I, I have your platform. Yeah. So we'll start off something like that, whereas because I got the graphic sort of skills to do that. And um, I probably wouldn't want to front it too much. I'm just talking in the background. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it's one of those things I, I've considered. I, I just... It's just a lot happening. Like I've got, a, I've got a book to write as well. I don't want to, you know. And then this is this would be a, another thing again. I'd really, I want to get this book out of the system. It's not, even though it's like it's not, it's not the only book. It's not like I'm going well. Once I've done it, I'm done. Thank you very much for Victory Lab. 
um, it's more, it's been a long time coming. It, it's mm -hmm. something I've always wanted to do. I could never think of a concept of what I wanted to do. And so it was one of those things that when I finally had the concept, it was like I wanted to you know, seize the day. And so I've been rattling away ever since. Um, so I, I don't want to get to do anything that gets in the way of completing that. Yeah, but especially also, if you got I, another 250 years to go, you know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. You got a long way to go. But I think I think you got a series of books, you know? Mm. I think you got a series. So Yeah. Anyway. So I guess what's – well, I guess I got a couple of questions for you, actually. So I've, okay. I had a little look at your, your, your um, sort of bio stuff. It sounds like you've done a lot of things with, um, like, people who are writing the kind of, I don't even know what we would call it, but business kind of books rather than the kind of thing I, I do. So I'm mean, not more, saying that doesn't, doesn't preclude you from, from doing right. it. Just, they're, they're more in the category of, um, I like working on books that are intended to make the reader's life better. So it could be a business book. It could be personal growth. It could be spiritual. Um, right now I'm working with a woman who's a brain doctor in a book on um, Alzheimer's, you know. And, wow. you know, so they are books that are intended to present information and then give ideas or strategies or whatever on how to improve one situation, you know. Right. So they're not, so you're right, they're not history. Now, right now, I just started a couple months ago working with a client. Boy, this is an undertaking. She's writing a book for children about the history of Mexico. Okay. Which goes back, you know, I mean, 2200 years BC is where she's yeah. stopping in terms yeah. of going back, you know. And um, I think the reason she became a client is because I've traveled to Mexico quite a bit. It's right on our southern border, you know. So it's like when she tells me about the chapter about the Toltec Indians, at least I've heard of the Toltec Indians, you know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, or Pancho Villa or, you know, whoever it is. So, yeah, so that's that's at literally my first history book that I'm helping somebody with you know and again they're doing the writing and and I'm <clears throat> kind of guiding and directing and I'll be editing her chapters and stuff like that so it's not COVID I hope <laughs> no it's not something just went down the wrong pipe you know so oh yes so I mean there might be editors that specialize in history books that you would prefer to work with and i would certainly understand if that's your choice you know but i don't really i'm not too fussed I, I think i can handle the history uh it's more the it's it's more and i'm quite confident in my ability to to sort of you know, i mean it's not it's not meant to be a definitive history like i think i said in the in the um in the introduction it's it's a it's popular history it does, like I say, I, I try to be factual, but I also, you know, if I, if I find something like, okay, I mentioned Captain Cook's bum. Yeah, <laughs> in, in right. 
I uh, learned about that right. in the in the book on um I guess that was a historical book, the book on class action lawsuits. You know, I learned about Captain Cook's bum. So yeah, I did. I did. I've read different different accounts that say what parts of him came back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that you know, sort of, you know, uh, yes, to have that was that and a few bits and pieces were given back to the crew. <laughs> they had to bury right. his bum. <laughs> Crazy. So, um, you know, one thing I noticed toward the end of your introduction, you were somewhat. You could either call it apologetic or explaining for the fact that there's not a hell of a lot of recorded history when it comes to minorities and women, you know, and um, which is a shame, you know. Um, um, There was a series of books that I at one time had a couple of them and read them a couple times and ended up, I don't know giving them to charity, donating them or something. But the series, it was, it was historical. They were, it was, the books were called Uppity Women, you know? And there was like Uppity Women of Ancient Times, Uppity Women of Medieval Times, Uppity Women of Renaissance Times. And I think there was one other, you know, and it talked about women doing significant things. Now, how many of those significant things you know, had to do with politics or, um, or you know, progress, technology, business, I don't know. But one of the stories I remember is that one of the oldest printing houses in the city of Paris was started by a woman in the 1600s. Okay. You so there's things like that, that may need to, you know, come to light, which I haven't seen, and I'm happy to to sort of, you know, if I can find out about them, I can definitely include stuff like that. I do, I do include um, women in it. There are, but it is, it's, it's hard to find. And I've, I'm fact, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, one I'm thing sure. I, one reason I'm so um, sort of worried about it is, uh, well, back on an early version of my cover. At one stage, I took. I was in, involved in one of those Facebook groups where they critique people's covers. Okay. And I posted that in there. It it looked. It was an earlier version. Um, it didn't have the the colourful boy at the front. It just had all the different background characters. And then it had, but I got absolutely pilloried because I had. Oh really? Um, what? Where? Where are the people of colour? Where are the women? I'm like, well. My thesis is that that's the problem, but I'm talking about. Firstly, it's supposed to be funny. But secondly, it's it's a it's a history of what is, not what should have been. Right, right. But it became a massive thing because there was people jumping on my side and people just you know absolutely you know you're a racist, you're a misogynist, you're this, you're that. So that's really coloured. Because <laughs> I mean, I do. I do get into things like um, like ancient China. There's lots of stuff, and it's I don't treat China any differently to how I treat anything else. I but, see you have yeah. like a terracotta soldier or something on the cover. Uh, that, that's I, actually that's actually Confucius, <laughs> but the oh, terracotta Confucius. soldiers. Okay. The, the terracotta soldiers come into it. Okay, um, and then you've got the uh, the elephant, you know, which is like yeah, Indian. Ganesha. Yeah. yeah. Ganesh. So 
Yeah, and yeah, like, and his, <laughs> yeah, he, it's it, that's a weird thing. Where you're, if you start reading more of it, where for some reason in ancient myth, myths and legends that lots of gods were somehow uh, sort of created by um, being insemination via mouth. <laughs> Ganesh is one of them. <laughs> Uh, it's a long story. You'll, you'll, you'll get to read it, read it in the India chapter. But basically, um, yeah, it's a funny story, but is it culturally insensitive? I don't know. I mean, I think... I think the monkey is kind of culturally insensitive. I know monkeys are kind of like associated with being funny, you know? Well, the monkey is to do with the fact that I'm talking about monkeys in the, in the chapter about animals, not to do with anything else. That was one okay. of the things I got do you know why that, do you, in there. Was it racist? It's like, no, it's about monkeys. There are monkeys in the book. I, I, well, I know, but let me just share with you that you don't want to be teaching when it comes to your cover. It's like your cover needs to communicate like instantly what it is, you know? Yeah. And there's a real negative, I, I don't know if it's in other parts of the world, but they're between african-american people in this country there's like a real negative association with monkeys it's a very it's considered a highly racist thing you know and wow. since, See, since me you, a monkey is a monkey <laughs> since you don't have any other image of a person of color like perhaps frederick douglas or you know somebody martin luther king or you know somebody like that it's like that's, I don't know, that. Well, I actually, did have, I actually did have Frederick Douglass on the cover, but because I've realized, I actually rejigged it recently because I figured it's going to become two books at least. And I didn't want to put anybody on the front cover who wasn't going to appear in that edition. So well, that makes took, sense. That makes sense. I took them out because, um, because of that. So he was there, but then, then suddenly I've, like, I, I guess then I've got to try and it's it's really hard to find, say, a person of colour who appears in like the first probably, I don't know, in, in that entire book because mostly they've been totally pushed down. And, yeah, there's, you know, I, I would almost be not making somebody up but dredging somebody up for the sake of it rather than because of... Um, their relationship to what I'm writing about. What about like a character like Othello? Oh, I mean, I, I from I Shakespeare. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just, I'm uh, just I saying. I, I realize it's yeah. hard, but it's the challenge that you've taken on. Absolutely. You know? yeah. I mean, um, I'm sure there's probably. Um, I haven't. See, this is the other problem is because it's such a sprawling thing. I I don't touch on, say, South American history until the Spanish get there. I virtually don't touch on Africa except for Egypt. Um, there's probably stories of, I don't know, well, say, Shaka and all that. That's all That's all probably too late in the thing. That probably be, would be in the next book. So um, it's... It's a matter of finding, you know, like if, I, I don't know. I, 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 I get what you're saying and I agree. It, 
I just it's need just to... trying to find this stuff. And you know yeah. what? That's some of the same problems my client is having with the book on Mexico. It's like she's there are certain points in history with that country where it's like she knows about certain things, but trying to find enough to write a chapter on it is is like mm-hmm. vexing for her. Yes. You know. So but that's a challenge she's chosen to take it up. You yeah, know? So anyway. So yeah. I guess I guess you were going to mention you were going to talk about sort of uh, fees and stuff, and I guess we need to talk about how to move forward as well. Well, the thing is, is you know, I, Scott, predominantly work with people who haven't started writing their book yet, and I'm guiding right. and directing them through the process of it, and you've already done that, you know. Um, as far as an editor, you said in our chat yesterday you haven't had it professionally edited, which is something I do, but... I think it would be really smart for you to look for someone who specializes in history books, you know? Um, now, another thing that I help people with, I've, I've started getting clients um, um, in the last year is helping people with marketing the books because, you know, if you want to sell some books, you got to know how to market it. And yeah. I mean, my book sold in 16 countries and was, you know, um, published in Korean and Portuguese and stuff like that. I did pretty well. I worked for New York Times bestselling authors, you know, so I did I did pretty well. So that's something that I could help with. But in terms of like a, a regular editor, I think it would be, you know, I thought about this after we wrapped up our chat. I think it would be a good idea for you to work with someone who specializes in history. Yeah, I think my, my problem with that is it's not straight history. If I find a hist- someone who's a history, they're going to go, well, okay, let's take firstly take let's take all the funny stuff out. <laughs> it, yeah, but, to make- but you got to you got to get it. You got to get a editor who sees and understands your vision. You know, mm. it's got to be somebody who you go look. The point of it is, it's historical and it's mostly factual. But it's also intended to be entertaining and intended yeah. to be humorous. You know, you yeah. got to get somebody who's on board that. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, in that case, I mean, is that? Do you have anybody you could recommend, or is that something I'm just going to have to keep on looking for? You know what? What I suggest you do is go into. Um, uh, the writers of nonfiction group and say, Hey, I had a conversation with Denise Michaels, the founder of the group. And we talked about editing and everything. And because my book is about history, she suggested that I work with an editor who has a strong background in his, in mm-hmm. editing historical books. You know, do you mm-hmm. know of anybody, you know, and then people say me, you know, or, whatever yeah. but i think that would be a, a really good place to start so i also, also looked at readsy do you see that please send readsy the site dot com. i'm not familiar with it. it it's like a editor's marketplace kind of thing you can you can put forward your um <clears throat> your your uh, idea and all that and pick different it's like it, there's like a menu of editors that says what they do and you can you know, ask them to say quote on what it would take to to do that. It just seemed when I looked at it, it seemed very like they're all these sort of <laughs> kind of 
like when you read their bios, I'm sure they're kind of a bit overinflated, the bios, but there's all these New York editors that sound really sort of high powered. And I'm like, well, it sounds a bit much for me. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't seem to jibe with your personality, you know, but try it on, you know, in my group. And of course, there's lots of other writers groups. I think mine is the leading group that specializes in nonfiction. Most of the writers groups on social media are for fiction. You know, yeah. but uh, but try it. You might get some good feedback in it and, uh, you know, see what happens for you. I I have quite a few projects going on right now. So it's like if I if I wasn't um, busy with other things, I would say, oh, let me you know, let me take a crack at it. But I think I'd rather you find somebody who can really give it the attention it deserves. Oh, fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do. I do really like the idea of you splitting it up. You know, um, fifty thousand words will come in at about two hundred pages. Well, plus all the illustrations. That's the other thing. Plus the illustrations. Yeah. I. You know. Gonna, I mean, you have to determine have to that. A, yeah. Some of them are going to have to be relatively big because otherwise, if they're too small, you won't be able to see them. So it's gonna, it's gonna. I would say it's gonna add, you know, substantially, probably another, okay. you know, forty or fifty right. pages to that two hundred I'd mentioned. Right, right, right. But still, that's still not like crazy long, you know, to have yeah. a book that's two hundred forty, two hundred fifty pages. That's that's a good. That's a full book, full length book, but not too overwhelming, you know. Yeah. I mean, the other thing with the illustrator, I think. One of the things I'm looking for in, a, in an editor is someone to say, well, not necessarily to give me ideas, but to say that that doesn't work. Lose that right. one. Right. Um, or what if you did this? That would make it work better. I think, like, I've got I've got a friend who's um, kind of re really good at that kind of thing, but he's busy and it's just one of those, I don't want to keep on running every single thing by him because you've got to read it in context. You have to say, yeah. here's the picture. Right. So that's that's why when you said, you know, have me go over 12,000 words, I was like, yeah, but I don't know what comes before and I don't know what comes after, you know. Well, it would, so. it would have been the first 12,000 words, I guess. And because yeah. they're discrete chapters, you, it, it would be, you would sort of, you'd get a feel for how it was heading, I guess. That was what I was, the reason I said that, because it's, because it's not a, like each chapter is self-contained. There are some ideas that go from chapter to chapter, but it is not like um, you have to read it all to get a gist for it. So, so one thing I would suggest, I'll give you one suggestion and then we'll wrap up for today. But one thing I would suggest is go maybe tighten up the stuff in the introduction about, you know, how, you know, um, you know, it's unfortunate that women, you know, aren't in history more because their role has been mom and housekeeper and everything, you yeah. know, like I would tighten that up a little bit, you know, and then the other thing is I would say that this is intended to be the kind of book that you can either read straight through or you can bounce around from one thing to the other yeah, because each chapter is self-contained. Like I would put that in the introduction and yeah. that, that makes it, more you know like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time you know yeah yeah so anyway well, certainly you could bounce around it there's 
occasionally I will, if there's something that's uh, like a re echo of something earlier, I will say, you know, remember so-and-so? Well, this is the consequence kind of thing. But if you didn't, hadn't read it, it wouldn't be the end of the earth. Right, right. So did you learn anything from our brief yeah. conversation? Oh, look, I think, yeah, no, I think I, um, yeah, I, I just need to find a, like a, a the way forward. I think it's it's a it's a tough one because I've been going on a, going it alone. I mean, I'm, my, as I said, my partner, she's she's a writer, and she's you know self published a couple of things and been struggling with you know getting things professionally published and all that. But she's right. been very helpful. But like any partner, you know, oh, it's great, it's wonderful, and I mean, she's sure, she's sure. She, she does say. You know, she said, it will give me good suggestions, but she's not like I want someone to be you know, a little blunt. more hard. It sounds like a little more hard nosed about it, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think I need that. I don't think it, I don't. I know that not everything is good. I don't want to know what isn't. And I want to be able to to sort of either tweak it or get rid of it. OK, well, I I think you should just put it up there and there's a lot of editors in that group you know and oh, i mean you, yeah i mean you you need to you know have your use your due diligence and ask lots of questions you know but they really got to see your vision you know so what you're saying is if i post to your group asking for an editor or do i know do they know somebody or is anybody willing to do this so there are editors in this that group well, first off, there are editors in the group, all right? I wouldn't ask, is there anyone willing to do this? What I would say is, you know, I just met with Denise Michaels, and we had a great conversation about my book, and she recommended that I find an editor who will take the time to see my vision for my book, but also has a great deal of experience editing books about history. You know, mm. would you know of anyone? Okay, I can do that. Okay, and then I would just post that to the group, and that would be cool. That wouldn't be breaking yep. any rules. Yep. Well, that, that's that's why your, you put. Group. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why you put you met with me in there because then when one of the moderators sees it, they don't think yeah. there's anything. You know, it's like I told you to do this. You know. Yeah. So okay. anyway, okay. That is what I will do then. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. It is. It was good to talk. I think. I guess it wasn't the conversation I expected to have. <laughs> in some respects. <laughs> Sometimes but, yeah, that happens. That's true. Yeah. That's well, I hope way. it was a little bit helpful. Anyway, you know. Well, so. I mean, I'd rather you be honest about that. I, I, I respect that. I think. I mean, I was a little bit like, ooh, when I read your bio, I'm thinking, is this the kind of? Is this the right person? Yeah. Well, there was a bit of that. Yeah, there was a bit of that, and there was a bit of, you know, yeah. So, but I also know that, like, you know, the, at the risk of sounding very grandiose and over the top, it's it's just a good analogy. Um, George Martin uh, hadn't produced pop records when he produced the Beatles. I don't think yeah. I'm the Beatles. <laughs> no, but that's you know okay. It's good. It's a good analogy, you know. Yeah. So anyway. Well, it's okay. a pleasure talking with you and yes, take care. And I'm glad you're part of the group. Have fun in there. 
And yeah. uh, let me know how things go. Keep me posted. Don't be okay. a stranger. Okay. No worries. Thank you okay. very much. Bye All right. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.